the best way I would go about, you know, um, reaching out to a, a major artist is to collab with the producers just because that's like the best way to easiest way and the best way to really get into your, your foot into the door um, because you're collabing with a producer who's locked in with that artist already. What's up everybody, uh, Keegan here, AKA You Know Keegan, and we're back with Producer Jungle. Uh, it's a podcast where I sit down with producers, music industry people, uh, engineers, let's see what the future tells, but people that I wanna just pick their brain that I want to either be able to help me out in my situation, um, but at the same time be able to share the discussions we're having and help out the producers in my circle uh, and around me. Um, so this week, this, uh, this week we got, uh, Young Tien, Young Tien, same thing as A-Dog, I didn't know too much about, um, but I follow him on Instagram, um, and I saw a wild post, uh, he posted up that Lil Baby, uh, it was a screen recording, Lil Baby was just, uh, rocking, doing his thing to a new track, he's previewing a track, and it said produced by Young Tien, Section 8, and Chi Chi, and I was like, holy what so i messaged him and i was just like yo how are you doing man what's up um you want to chat you want to talk about this and uh share your story see how like let me know how this came to be i'd love to see how you got a little baby placement um the song was put on the deluxe version of little baby's recent uh, my turn album um so that's huge that's huge congrats young tian um so he agreed to it. I got some questions down. I did my homework. Um, I saw he's uh, working with some Toronto people. Um, I wanted to pick his brain on how he approaches like branding and marketing and how he moves online and all that fun stuff. So here we go. Here's episode two, Producer Jungle, the podcast um, featuring Young TN. Enjoy. So first and foremost, Tell me your story, man. Catch me up. If I know nothing about you, who are you? Where are you from? How old are you? Who are you, man? Yeah, so my name's uh, Young Tian. I'm a producer from Toronto, Canada. Um, I pre- uh, I'm a- I've been producing for three years now, and I'm 16 years old. Okay, so you've been producing for three years. You're 16. Let's do some simple math. So you started when you're 13. So yeah, somewhere around, yeah. Fire. What got you into it? Was it a video? Was it a producer? Was it theory? Was it what was it? Um, I was actually watching, like I was, go- I was going through YouTube. So before I was doing producing, I actually used to do my animation. So like make like, you know, you know, those like intros for like, um, those YouTube channels where they have like their text and they're just bumping all over the place. Yeah. Um, I used to do those uh, cause I, I really had a passion for like animation, but then like, I kind of lost it and I was looking for something else to do. And then I was just going through YouTube and I seen, um, a it was like an 11 year old producer from australia and it, the title was like meet the 11 year old 11 year old australian producer um and then i just clicked it and then i got inspired because he was already working at a radio station he was producing edm music working with artists and you know i, I really loved music at the time um so i wanted to try it out so you know i did my research i found you know the correct plugins to um, you know make beats and whatever so i i used garage band at first and then I just tried it out for the first time. I remember that exact moment and like now it's now it just turned into this. Crazy. Oh, I love that. Um, 
I find a lot of melodies in your beats. Where do you get the melodic side from? The melodic side? To be honest, like I use a lot of like loops, but like, yeah, I also do make a lot of melodies and yeah, my melodies are more melodic. Um, Where I get that from is like from just the music I listen to, like ever since I found out about, you know, Polo G, right? Of course. Yeah, Polo G, uh, like I listened to his music. I was like, whoa, this guy's crazy. And then I just been bumping his music ever since he released Finer Things, I think. And then Pop Out came out and then he started blowing up from that. And then like he just dropped bangers after that. And that really influenced kind of how I make beats now. And also his producers, like they inspire me too. Um, and yeah, that's really how my sound came. So, um, what, what's your setup? What's your setup? Like laptop, desktop, what DAW are you in? Um, thoughts on samples and stuff like that. What's your setup like? Oh, for sure. Um, my setup, it's, it's kind of basic. I mean, I just have like, I have a desktop actually. I don't have a laptop because um, uh, I had the desktop for a while so I just use that but um I just have like you know like uh, a large mini keyboard and then like a smaller one the Akai MPK mini 3 that I'm not sure if you know that but um it's like a smaller mini keyboard um you know just two I speakers or not I have the one that doesn't have the pads on it oh I have the one that has the pads okay like it has like drum pads and all that um but, but yeah and then I also have like a spare keyboard like just like a regular keyboard with sounds on it that has MIDI um control on it so I just connected that to my computer and I also have some like, you know, just some Sony, Sony speakers. Like I don't really use like rockets or um, Yamaha's just cause at the time I couldn't afford it. Um, and like now I could buy them, but uh, like I just trained myself to these um, speakers. So I use these um, in terms of a uh, DAW. I used to use logic pro. I actually started off in garage band, then moved to logic pro. And then now I moved to FL studio. Uh, I moved to FL studio 20 on a Mac. Oh, you got a Mac. Nice, nice. I've been waiting yeah. for a Mac for at least me to try it. Um, those, the Sony speakers. It's, it's good. The you say what? Speakers, um, are they actual like studio monitors or just like a home setup? Oh, then they're, they're not, they're not studio monitors. Like they're, they're not, they don't connect to like a, like a sound card and then to the computer like it's actually just the aux cable it's amazing <laughs> just an aux cable yeah but like it's like it's actually a radio but like the speakers can like split so i just put them on the side and then like that the main like uh the main control panel is like uh, behind my desk so i can just adjust the volume there or I, I usually adjust it on you know the mac itself but like yeah it's it's basically a radio but i just it was just sitting around so i just used it are you just using that or do you have like headphones oh. Oh, I've, I've been using that like since, <laughs> since I started. Yeah. But, um, there's a point where like, I kind of got tired of them. Like I was like, Oh, maybe my mixes aren't getting right. And so I, I bought like these, um, the M40 M40s. I, th- I don't know if they're the X's or not. I forgot the name, but the Audio Technica M40s. Oh yeah. 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 I have yeah. M50s. M50s. Yeah. Uh, I bought the M40s and then I tried making beats with those, but like, it's not the same as like cooking with like loudspeakers. It's really tough to judge yeah. it, I find. It is. Yeah, so uh, I just use these speakers, and then I have, like, the Audio Technicas if I, like, um, you know, for other things like gaming or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Um, so you're from Toronto. You're, you're in the scene. I want to know, what's your place in the Toronto scene? Where did you find yourself in? Where do you think you're at right now? Um, like, what you mean? Could you repeat it? Sure. Um, 
you're working with a lot of Toronto artists, yeah? Yeah. So how did you, how did you find yourself in this role where you're working with Toronto artists um, and you're kind of building your name as a producer? Oh, how did I get up to that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, it was honestly through just a lot of networking, like, and like doing a lot of research. Like, I just um, I forgot, what, like, I think the first Toronto rapper I've ever heard of was, um, I think, LB. And then I just listened to his music. I'm like, whoa, this guy's pretty sick. Um, and then I just did my research on uh, every other rapper. And like, I found like talent. And, you know, a lot of, there's like, there's a lot of talent here in Toronto. And so I tried to work with all of them and I couldn't reach to all these guys just because my, my beats weren't um, as good as they are now. And, uh, and, and like, they were just kind of, you know, they were buzzing too. So it was really hard to get to them, especially since I didn't have a brand for myself. Um, but I just kept networking. Like I, my guy, um, certified Benji, um, he's a graphic designer, did stuff for like Lil Tecca and everything. He, he kind of, he, he's uh, like me and him are really good friends. He uh, really helped me um, get started. He brought me out to like events, networking events and things like that. I met a lot of people through him. Um, so shout out to Certified Benji. And, you know, I just, you know, kept, uh, kept, kept these relationships going. And then eventually these guys connected me with their, um, you know, artists and I just work with them. And then also, uh, also, um, you know, some of them reach out to me now since, you know, um, I'm kind of at that position. But, you know, it's honestly just through a bunch of networking. And that's how I got to the position I am here in today. That's dope. I got two questions from what you just said. There. So sure. at one point, you knew your beats weren't good enough. Today, you've been sending them out. You have placements. So when was the moment that you knew that your beats were good enough? Um, to be honest, like, I never really, I mean, I do know, like, there was sort of a point, but like, like sit like in January, I thought I was like the sickest producer. Then in February, I'm like, oh, these January beats are these January beats are pretty bad. And in February, I'm like, oh, I'm the sickest. So every month, I've been just saying like I'm the sickest. But like, um, I think like when I really, really realized like, oh, I'm getting like a bunch more placements and like you know, um, and my beats are getting better is like around like September 2019. Um, I just started like experimenting and doing different stuff and like using samples from other people. And like, I just found myself getting more placements than ever. So I guess the time when I realized uh, I was like pretty good was when I started getting more placements. It's sort of that, it's that reassurance, that's that pat on the back where it's like, yeah. oh, I am good enough. Okay, let's keep going with this. For sure, yeah. So in terms of networking, in terms of finding artists, reaching out to them, what does that look like for you? Oh, yeah. So I, I can definitely explain that. So um, when it comes to artists, it's, it really depends because, you know, some artists, it depends on how they move. And like a lot of artists don't respond to you and they already have their team built. And so, um, you know, it's very hard to get to someone. But basically, if I'm trying to reach out to like someone smaller, like, you know, someone like, a, a, you know, with maybe like 50K or under following, like I try to just shoot them a simple DM, um, you know, just say, hey, like, uh, I really like your work. Um, can I send some beats for you? What's your email? Uh, a DM like that. And, you know, sometimes, and most likely they respond, but uh, it really depends, like they'll respond to you or not. It really depends on how you look on social media. Cause I see a lot of these um, producers, like, you know, their pages are not the best just cause like they have like, oh, tight beats on their um, page or whatever. And they have a logo and, 
you know, and their bio says, oh, buy beats here. Like, and I, I did that at one point, but I didn't find any success in it. So I just paid attention to like, you know, a bunch of like producers that I looked up to and I, uh, and saw they were getting placements and I just try to make my page similar to what they had going on. So I just had like, um, you know, my placements, pictures of myself, because um, your face card is very important too. If there's nobody, if people don't know that there's an actual person behind your brand, you know, they're not really, they're going to be less likely to connect with you. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, having a good profile is what uh, will allow, you know, rappers to really, uh, and artists to really respond to you. Um, in terms of getting a major placement, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. Like, you know, um, like, for example, someone like uh, Polo G or Lil TJ, or even someone with over 100K, it's pretty difficult just because they will already have a team set already. Like they would have a manager, they would have their producers and things like that. And so it's very hard to lock in with their team. Um, but the best way I would go about, you know, um, reaching out to a, a major artist is to collab with the producers just because that's like the best way to easiest way and the best way to really get in your, your foot into the door um, because you're collabing with a producer who's locked in with that artist already. So it's a really easy way to get a placement with them. Also, I'll try reaching out to like, you know, their friends, like the artist friends or their manager, their engineer, like the people who are around them all the time. And I just uh, give them a DM and uh, provide value. And that's how I get um, placements, you know, with major and small artists. Smart, man. I like that. How are you finding your friends? Just pictures on Instagram, um, people they tag, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, like just people they tag. Um, sometimes like even on YouTube videos, like I would see like uh, artists, you know, with their team. Um, like, you know, maybe like in the studio session and I'll try to figure out who each individual person is. Um, and that I might just go through like, you know, pictures and I find one guy and he may have a picture of that exact same studio session I saw. And then um, he would tag all the other people on there. And then I just try to, I do like a ton of research just trying to find each individual person and see how I can um, connect with them. Man, super smart. Good for you. Appreciate um, you mentioned the online stuff for a little bit and I did a little nosing around and I saw you were pretty frequent on YouTube uploads for about the last year. What's that been like for you? I know. So you started out for, for some reason, right? Yeah. Uh, I know. I just seen like a lot of, you know, producers, you know, get on YouTube and they're making like a pretty decent amount of money and like uh, success off of it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a really, and if you want to get placements, it's a really good way, especially once you blow up, like, you get a lot of a lot of placements. I know like a lot of producers who blew up off of YouTube um, and they're like solid now. But um, like, I don't know, for me, like I tried doing it, but I just couldn't stay consistent with it. But like right now I'm trying to like really get back into it and like upload every day. But just the hard part is staying consistent because it takes a really, really long time for you to get your first sale and then getting all those views up and things like that. So um, that's the hard part about it. But if you can just get uh, past all of that, you should be fine. So. And those, those graphics on there too, was that you also? Oh, I think, oh, so in the beginning, like there was some, yeah, there's different graphics on there, like pictures and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, like cartoon pictures. Like I just got those from like artists from Instagram, like, like I, that actually do art. And I just DM them, can I use your photo? And they said, yeah. And then I just uh, put it into like, you know, 1980 by 1080. And I just upload that. But now I kind of stopped that just because it takes very long to do that. Um, you know, it took me like, you know, maybe about like two hours just to do one video and I wanted to like kind of step it up a little bit and do it like every day. 
So I started using a program called Tunes to Tube. It just takes a picture and an MP3 and makes it into a video and uploads it straight to your um, YouTube uh, YouTube channel. So a lot of people are doing that these days just because it's so much easier. It just takes like two seconds to upload now. Um, and, you know, you can put out a lot more work um, frequently uh, because of it. I haven't even heard of that one. So thank you for that one. No worries. Um, YSN Fab. Oh, yeah. Family Shout out to YSN. What's, uh, what's the story behind that one? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I actually, um, I was looking um, for an artist to build with. And I went through Spotify. Like In Spotify, like if you click on an artist, there's like, oh, fans also like on the side. So I just went through that. And then I saw YSN Fab. And I like clicked the first, uh, first or second, like most one of his most popular tracks. I was just like, whoa, this guy's hard. Like, I never like, it's it's basically like how I felt about Polo G. That exact uh, thing happened with him. And like he was running, he wasn't having as many numbers as he has now. Like maybe like you know two thousand, three thousand plays on his songs. I'm like, oh, this guy's for sure gonna blow up. And then I DM'd him. I asked him if I could send some beats. He gave me an email. I think I sent him one or two. I think maybe three packs. I'm not sure, but um, one of those packs was Family to Feed in there, uh, the beat for Family to Feed. And then he just sent that over. That was back in like July, August. Okay. And then, yeah. And then after he released the album January. So I was in that album. And then the song wasn't doing as good um, as I, uh, like, you know, it wasn't doing as well as it is now. Um, you know, sitting around, around like one to nine K, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, in January. But then, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you know this guy. His name is Mongrel from, for, he's like a Fortnite player. Like he, no, he, no, I don't. Oh yeah. So he's like a Fortnite player. And then he um, made a montage with our song. And then like, he has like a large fan base. So all of them like really liked the song. And then the song just went up from there. And then another um, for, uh, I'm not sure what language he speaks, but another foreign um, Fortnite, uh, Fortnite uh, player, you know, also use a song and everyone's just been using it. Um, for their montages so I think that's one of the reasons why the song really blew up and yeah like it's it's crazy like I believed in this guy since beginning and now it's all paying off mm-hmm. and so, yeah. therefore when he needs more beats for sure um something I wonder about when when sending beats out do you send how do you deal with it do you send one pack to five ten different people and then whoever picks one first goes at it or how do you deal with that Oh, yeah. So um, basically what I do is like I make uh, like five to ten beats or I try to make like five to ten beats a day. And if you're struggling to like this is a tip for everyone else, too. If you're struggling to, um, you know, get good at your craft, like don't just make like a beat a day or a beat a week. Make like five to ten beats a day because uh, everyone says quality over quantity. But sometimes you need to have that quantity in order to improve your quality. Right. Um, you know, the more practice you get, the better, right? So I just made five to 10 beats a day, like for like almost half a year now, uh, like since, yeah, beginning of 2019. And that kind of slowly, it, it went down slowly, but you know, my craft was good at the time. And then that's a good way to get uh, better for, you know, the, the younger producers. But um, back to the, back to what you're saying there, um, I would make like five to 10 beats and then basically I'd have them in a folder and I would have like a, sometimes a list of like all the artists I sent to. Um, you know, on like uh, on my notes app, and then I'll just um, go through the list, and I'll just choose beats that I feel I feel like I can hear that artist, and I just send them like a pack of like five MP3s, um, and yeah, most of the time like I probably send out that beat like like to multiple different artists, but I never really had an instance yet where um, like 
two like two artists hopped on the same beat because you know artists always get e- uh, beats in their uh, emails um but yeah so if that does happen though like i just give it to the person who um offers me you know uh you know uh a better sum i guess and uh you know put, comes up with contracts or like the person that i feel like is just more beneficial for me and then i'll try to repay the other person back with another beat similar and that's how i go about it so oh. You know a lot of the back-end game that I don't think a lot of people know, and you're super young, so I'm curious as to where do you learn your game from? Where do you learn your techniques from that you use as a producer? For sure. Um, I, I learn a lot of it um, on Producer Grind. Shout out to Producer Grind. If, if there wasn't Producer Grind, I don't know where I'd be right, right <laughs> now. But, yeah, they, they have, like, a bunch of, like, you, like, a lot of these guys, like, these guys are actually, like, crazy, like, I know like one little baby's engineer was on there and um and chamberlain he was on there like those guys are like people I, I you know i really look up to and uh you know they have a lot of like producers on there and they just you know i just watch their interviews though the hour-long interviews at nighttime and i'll just listen and i take note of everything i could and you know i just um learn from there also i kind of pay attention to like instagram stories so this is like this is some game right here. Like, I think that could really help. But um, for younger producers that are trying to get placements, I think if you want to get, if you want to learn the game more, you should follow like producers who are getting placements that you look up to and then watch how they move, watch how they post, watch their stories. You know, sometimes like even in a live, like let's say if they see their, you see their email, right? Like see how they title their subjects. Like that's what I used to do. Like I try to screen record it and see how they would title their email or how their email would look like. And I would just try to take that in and then I would implement it myself, right? So um, just paying attention to every little detail that you're offered, like uh, that, that's given to you, like just, you know, take, every, take everything in and just um, use that to your advantage. So pay attention to everyone. Absolutely right, man. Yeah. Um, you said a name that I want to get into right now and I'm really excited about, uh, Lil Baby. Oh, <laughs> so first, of all, congrats on that. Thank you. And please tell me, how did this come to be? What is the story behind this record? Oh, for sure. Um, it was actually through a collab. Um, I met, you know, uh, I met, um, I was actually scrolling through Instagram and I seen one of his producers um, and I tried to send him some melodies. I sent him some stuff and then he really liked it. And then uh, through that, I, he, uh, and he was cooking up with another producer with my melodies. And that other producer was also locked in with um, Baby and his team. And he actually DM'd me. He's like, his name is Section 8, by the way. Shout out to Section. Um, but he DM'd me and, you know, we just kind of went from there. Um, and he gave me a call and, like, we just been working ever since that, since that call. Like, I've been cooking up loops for him, like, every, almost every day, every, t- every two days now. So, um, yeah, me and him have been just working crazy. Of course. And that's how, that's how the little baby placement came about. Any idea when it's coming out, if it's coming out, any word on what's going on? Uh, I don't have much information yet, um, but nah, I don't know when it's going to come out. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like you're big on collabing. Can you give me some examples of what collabing is like for you if people are sending you melodies or drums or whatever, if you're sending stuff out, what's collabing like for you? Yeah, so collabing for me, so basically, if to me, I cut like you know, if it's like a bigger producer, like I don't necessarily ask them like, oh, could I do the drums? Because you may be like, drums could be a, st- a strong point. Like I know from like January, 2019 to like September, 
um i was like oh like i'm never going to collab with no one like i'm not going to send out loops i'm not making i'm not doing that type of stuff right and i was just super uh big on drums and like um i was really good at them too but i i later realized that oh maybe i should start sending out melodies and then i just been doing that um and that's what got me you know these major placements but um when it comes to collabing um with a bigger producer who has like who knows artists and things like that I try to send them melodies because these bigger producers can't make their melodies all day, right? It's just it's very hard to. So they always use loops and, you know, um and they just, you know, they, they'll take in your loops, most producers will. So uh sending them melodies and sending them like every week or every two weeks um you know through just like a Dropbox link would work for them. Um and then in terms of me collabing with like, you know, maybe like smaller producers who are trying to uh, get with me, you know, I'd ask them to send me some melodies and I just uh taking the melodies if i like them i use them and i send them out for with the artists that i know currently and yeah and the people that i network with so um what's what's ahead for you what are you working on right now do you have a goal list that you like checking things off what's what's the future hold for you um i sort i kind of started like a goal list like just of artists i'm trying to work with but like i never i i never really stuck to that but I'm just trying to work with like like the main person I'm really trying to work with right now is Polo G just cuz like he's my one of my favorite artists right now. So um I'm just trying to you know figure out a way to network with his team and get some beats over to him and hopefully use his one but um that's the person I'm trying to get to right now. Um you know and also like you know a couple other artists like Lil TJ, you know some of the UK like the Brooklyn rappers are pretty good too. Um like I'm trying I want to get to those like I love making the the UK type beats. Those are crazy. Mm-hmm. um those are really fun to make so i, I want to get into that too um but yeah so i don't really have a list i just kind of just collaborate with whoever i could um and you know we just work and whatever placements they get you know uh, i'm happy with um so that's how that goes yeah yeah i bet you're right around the corner from some of those names <laughs> um anything anything you want to share with the world uh before we wrap this up Um yeah so like I know like a lot of producers like um the the hard part about being a producer is like it's it's a lot of mental like it's a lot of mental um work like you like you you may see someone else winning and then you're like oh why can't I do that like I'm just at the same position as him right like I remember like all of 2019 I just used to like look up to these producers I'm just like why can't I why can't I get placements or why can't I get these major placements and you know that used to like take me down but At the end of the day, if you want to get a placement, you need to just work hard and you need to stay consistent with beats. Just keep making beats, keep making melodies and send them out every single week. And I'm telling you like if you send out beats like beats multiple times a week and melodies like multiple times um a month too, it's going to all pay off. Like um whatever whatever work you're doing right now, it may not pay off now, but like a year later, a year or two later, it's going to it's all going to come at you like all the results. Um so that that's that's really what happened to me like I was working super hard um you know like er, uh like um early mid 2019 and now it's just now I find it like you know most of it paying off now and now I just got to go even two times harder um cuz I'm getting all these placements like I got to work even harder now but yeah and then also just yeah stay consistent be patient cuz you may feel like getting a placement right now like you may have seen someone get like a a low dirk placement and you may want that right now but um you know most likely it's not going to come but you just got to keep working and you just got to network with the right people and just pay attention to everyone 
I think that's the best advice I can give. So many gems in that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Consistency is key. It's, it's, this is a game we get into for sure. And it takes so long for things to pay off, but when it does, it does feel great. Um, as well as mindset mindset is so big and you continually learn how big it is and even on a rainy day you have to find your own motivation because somebody else is working so are you working too or are you gonna let them get ahead of you sorry can you repeat that yeah no i'm just saying that like motivation and mindset is huge where there's could be oh yeah you know some if if you're down somebody else is working so you got to find motivation to work on those rainy days too for sure but like if you if you have you know like those times where you're down just know that it's all part of the uh, all part of the creative process like procrastination and like you know just feeling unmotivated like it's like we can't you know make melodies every single day straight for a good you know year like it's not possible right like taking breaks and like feeling unmotivated it's just all part of the process but just know that this is all going to be worth it at the end if you just stay consistent with it, because that's the most important thing, because a lot of people like, like I heard like only like 3% of like people like really make it out, like really successful. And the reason why they're so successful is because you just stayed consistent with it for however many years they had to do it for um, to get to where they at right now. So a lot of people just quit. And that's like the main thing that you don't want to do. So always make sure you stay consistent and keep working and just know that if you were like, I've, I've even seen like some su- a successful person say one time, if you work hard, there's no way you're going to fail. It's, it's just not possible, right? Because if you work really, really hard and you're doing everything right and you're fixing up all your mistakes, there's no way you're not going to make it. It may take a while and it may feel like you're not doing anything, but I'm telling you, it will come. Love it. Hey, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for no all this knowledge. Um, I really appreciate you. No worries. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Take it easy, all right? All right, you too. Good day. See you. You too. Later. Wow, that was an awesome chat. Thank you, Young Tian. Um, man, that's cool. You don't even use stereo monit- I mean, uh, studio monitors to make beats. Not even studio monitors. You just use a little radio speaker and hook it in in the aux and uh, use that. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, so I discovered he's, uh, he's only been making beats for three years. What's with the young guns, man? They're, they're so talented. It's, that's awesome to see. Um, three years, he's been making beats on stereo speaker and he's getting placements with a little baby. Man, anything's possible. Um, it was really cool to hear him talk about too how, and it's become clear to him, but the, he's only now seeing the results from work that he put in a year or over a year ago. Um, I think that's a topic that's not talked about enough for music producers. Um, It's all just sort of instant gratification of trying to sell beats or get placements, get your plaques ASAP. And then you don't really hear that side about you got to put the work in today and you won't see anything for a year, two years. What are some other cases you hear of right now? Um, But yeah, then you see it a year later. So thank you for sharing that. that needs to be talked about more. So that was episode two of Producer Jungle featuring Young TN. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, again, I'm Keegan. You can find me on Instagram at you know Keegan, Y-O-U-K-N-O-W-K-E-E-G-A-N. Um, come say what's up. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Um, let me know 
who I should chat with. If you got anybody in mind, that'd be cool too. Share some names. Um, as well, go check out what's happening on the Beat Cave side of things. Uh, go to Instagram at beatcave at beat.cave. Um, that's the handle. Uh, we were doing uh, the Canadian Beatmakers League right now. Go check that out. That is uh, first of its kind. Um, we're going to do a competition and where the, the winning producer will win a major placement with an artist. We're just going to make that happen. Um, I've never seen it done before and I'm uh, really excited and happy to be able to facilitate all this cool shit. All this cool shit. So thanks again, guys. Joe, check. Go live, Joe. Go check that shit out. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed. See ya.